Welcome to the Stone Bone Podcast. Wait, fuck, no, we called it... Bonestone, baby. Yes, okay. Hello and welcome to the Bonestone Podcast, episode one. <laughs> I am your host, Andy Bullduck. Got some co-hosts here with me. I got sitting to my immediate left is... Roommate and confidant to Andy Bullduck, Bill Stern. And to my left... Cindergosa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Case, uh, Case Blackwell, uh, fucking legend player, three-time legend, mm-hmm. Three-time. uh, not a roommate, but have existed near these people for several years. And then coming in to us, uh, over the internet from New York City. Hey, what's up guys? My name is Tim, uh, long, uh, long-time friend of these guys. And also, this is a Hearthstone podcast. <laughs> yes, if you didn't, if you couldn't guess from the name, the Bonestone podcast, this is a Hearthstone-related podcast. With um, tons of edge, obviously, from the name. And a bone theme. <clears throat> yes, this is the Hearthstone podcast for people who would never stoop to playing Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, we're, gonna, we're working, I think, on maybe the, the branding of it, you know, because this is just the first one, but... Aggressive, dude. That's a branding. Aggressive, like uh, Shock Jocks, mm. Howard Stern, Man And we're Cow. fucking taking down all the other Hearthstone podcasts. Oh, Take yeah. it down, yes. We're calling all of them out, calling out Value Town. Mostly Value Town. Fuck you, Value Town. Fuck you, Value Town. Fuck you, Chan Man V. We're coming for your fucking scalp, bro. Ali Straza, no thanks. Ali Straza, other frequent guests, and uh, Jackie Chan, although mm. otherwise known as Jackie Four. But we love Firebat. I don't know who Firebat is. Fuck. Yeah, okay. and Kibbler, you're you're cool in my book. Nah, just kidding. We fucking hate Omnistone. Fuck their whole crew. So, like, the thing that's gonna make this different from maybe other. Hearthstone podcast. If you ever listen to them, is that those people are like all streamers and they like know what's up uh, with the game. Whereas I like to play the game a lot, but I would not call myself a professional. So you guys want to like lay out what your like level of expertise is with this game? Uh, I haven't played in six months. I just logged in for the first time and successfully completed the Return of the Hero challenge. <laughs> I did. I did ace it. Ace. No losses. No losses. But he was heavily coached by me. That's true. I was heavily coached <laughs> by the legend, actual literal Hearthstone legend, oh, Chase yeah. Blackwell, who also coached me to my only 12-win arena run. Oh, you shit. You had a 12-win arena? With Case's coach help. Oh, damn. Remember? We, you played with us. We, oh, that was the time we streamed it. And we played Beast Priest. We tried to draft <laughs> Beast Priest. Hell yeah. The Beast Priest archetype in Arena is coming. <laughs> it yeah. worked. We got 12 wins. Beast yeah, I think it's a Beast Priest meta right now. To be honest. Yeah. We can talk more about the meta later. Yeah. But we do have one like actual Hearthstone genius oh, yeah, among dude. us. That's obviously me, Case Blackwell. Cindergosa. Or uh, <laughs> Jackie, Jackie Case Chan. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm a pay-to-win pro, baby. I spent $6,000 on the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I own almost all of the epics now. Yeah, I've hit legend. They count them three times. Three times, three times, champ. But that is pretty, like... That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive, right? How many people play this game? Uh, eight, eight million. Really? <laughs> is oh. that... <laughs> I have no idea. But a lot. It's apparently the most popular, uh, whatever, o- online trading card game. Oh, uh, all right. Getting a call right now from <laughs> Portland. Oh, uh, t- 
Ooh, so just get a real let's quick. pause it. We're gonna pause. Yeah. Well, you guys just keep recording, oh, maybe. Okay, great. Tim, do you want to say who you are? Sorry, uh, we also forgot to mention we're at Hot Shots, Bond for. <laughs> but we live in Chicago. Yeah, and New York. Uh, and New York. Um, yeah, let me just chime in really quickly here, guys. Hey, uh, podcast listeners, my name is Tim, uh, which I said before, and my level of experience with the game, uh, in, I started watching Arena on Twitch before I ever played the game, and then uh, watched lots of Arena on Twitch. You know, you gotta watch Hafu, I'm watching um, Stupid Amaz, I'm watching Crip, I'm watching... Uh, even Shady Bunny is kind of my jam. So I installed the game and tried to, I was like, I'll just play the game until I get 12 wins. Well, guess what? It's uh, a little bit harder than that. Uh, <laughs> so um, <laughs> I have gotten my 12s now. I've gotten a couple of 12s and um, and I still I still kind of play here and there. The, I had a lot of fun with the dungeon run um, in this new uh, expansion. And guess what? I'm kind of just addicted to the game now. And I do have a lot of fun. Um, and I main Jade Druid. Hell yeah, main that Jade. No, I, I'm just kidding. But. I'm legit addicted to the game, I think, because I have spent money on it, you know, so a large amount at this point. And I've been <laughs> playing it, I think, for two and a half years. Like, and I, I guess I didn't play as much on the ship. Oh yeah, my, Bill and I, Bill to my right here, were on a ship for four months. Oh yeah, we lived on a cruise ship for four months. I did not play during that time. Um, I played a little bit. So I don't know... What Tim said, something about a dungeon run. I'm not sure what that is. And I don't know what, uh, how many kobolds there are now. And I don't know. Six. Okay. <laughs> Good. They expanded. <laughs> they expanded to A six. little bit. Fucking classic WoW stuff. Baby. I can't wait till they do Mists of Pandaria. I mean, would they ever do that? That's a wow thing. For those of you who don't know, World of Warcraft is a very popular online game based from the same company. Who are the <laughs> listeners? Are you idiots? Do you play Hearthstone, or do you just... Did you download this random? I want an expansion based on the Ashen Vale area in WoW. Yeah, for me, it's um, Badlands. I did play WoW, but I played it when I was 17, which at this point was nearly five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening at home, Case is about 45 years old. <laughs> Major neckbeard, Case Blackwell. Yeah, that makes me 60. I'm, I'm 320 pounds, but it's all muscle. <laughs> it's all muscle. I'm 5'6", 320 pounds, all muscle. Yeah, and it's it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. He has no liver, no uh-huh. kidneys, all I, muscle. And I don't grow facial hair on my face. It only comes out of my neck. Did you guys see that uh, compilation of photos uh, at the Magic the Gathering tournament of the guy wearing a fedora and, like, doing prayer hands next to uh, yes. fat, fat dude's butt cracks? Yeah, that guy <laughs> I got banned from the Magic the Gathering tournament. Uh, for doing that? For doing it from, from, the, from the, um, the tour. He got banned from the tour. Uh, and then his band got lifted, and it was a big deal. It was a big internet deal. People, what, like, people wanted him to be banned? Yeah. No, they wanted him to be back. Yeah, come on. He's a Hell hero. yeah. He's a fucking hero, dude. I mean, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't they ban the dude whose ass is hanging out? Come on, man. Class up the game. I want to see athletes competing. I want to see ripped hands shuffling cards incredibly fast. <laughs> yeah, I want to see athletes playing Hearthstone. I want to see Jake Paul playing Hearthstone. Oh, Jake Paul. Hey, whoa, Tim, did you know that that's on the RO? Yeah, dude. Jake whoa. Paul's our closing, closing subject. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, guess what, guys? Listeners at home, R-O means running order. Mm-hmm. And uh, this show, this Hearth- this Hearthstone podcast, believe it or not, has a running order. Uh, there's a method to our madness, we'll say. Back to you, Case. 20 minutes of the R-O is Andy taking a phone call from <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was. We uh, so we we sort of um, pooched the Logan Paul stuff later on a little bit, and that we talked about him. So. Oh fuck, you guys talked about Logan Paul already? But you know, we didn't get Not deep really. into him mostly because I don't know enough about him. Okay, well, I I want to talk about that extensively. I oh, think that's okay. hilarious, and I think that sort of fits with like, you know, <laughs> internet gaming, like, you know, and it's fucking uh, hot and relevant. Oh uh, yeah, to our core audience of internet pedophiles. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like planning on editing this fairly heavily. <laughs> we need to talk directly to the internet audience, pedophiles and the alt right. Right, that's ninety percent of who's on the internet. The rest is uh, your parents. Yeah, yeah. The Venn diagram of the alt right and pedophiles is there's almost no like extra circle. It's just two. <laughs> just perfect. And we're dead center on that because we're a bunch of baby faced racists. <laughs> Not true. No. <laughs> what a He's gonna edit out the first half of that and then just come in hard on we're baby face <laughs> Sweet. So where fucking were we? Oh, we were talking about case. I mean, at least when I left, I don't know if you guys wrapped this how up, good I am but how person. good you are? Because honestly, I am gonna be asking you like all of you know, kind of referring to all these things, and I won't know like what you know, so many of like the decks are, and I won't even like know the name of every card. I guess if anyone is hoping to gleam any actual Hearthstone knowledge from this, I will be the closest thing mm-hmm. to having it. Yeah, you're sort of like on that sort of like analyst investor level, and I'm sort of a guy who buys lottery tickets. And I'm like a guy who's like selling my semen from like to scrape by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's not about Hearthstone. That's just that's the kind of guy I am. Bill's just a guy who sells his semen, and it's in hot. It's in like demand. Everybody wants my jeans. <laughs> I can run a 40. Is that, if you give semen, do they ask you, like, physical questions, like, how fast you run? I run the 460. <laughs> I never draw patches on turn one. <laughs> Damn, it's that Hearthstone shit. That would be hilarious. A mother trying to incubate the greatest the Hearthstone, Hearthstone player by inseminating herself with, like, a combination of Kibler and Trump. Oh, boy. <laughs> just gives birth to, like, a pile of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I watched very accidentally a little bit of a Kid Kibler YouTube video where uh, he and his beautiful wife were together on there. I was like, damn. Yeah, he's got a hot wife and a cute dog. Hot wife and a cute dog, and, and he's like got like, and he's like a good-looking guy. Like, shit, I can't even make fun of this guy. <laughs> yeah, seems yeah, like a nice what? guy. I watched the um, Kriparian uh, house tour. Did you we gotta, that case? That's the goal of our Hearst, of our Hearthstone podcast is to get invited to Crypt's house. Right, and to live in Canada. I mean, mm. it's pretty bare. The house is pretty bare. I mean, it's a nice house, but it's clear that they just spend all their time inside their computer. Dude, well, he plays Hearthstone, you know, like eight hours a day, and then right. has to spend the rest of the day like getting YouTube videos together and right. yeah. not, a pretty brutal schedule. Not a single streamer decorates anything. No. Yeah, their true. houses are white walls that are clearly like I don't know they just hang up a picture the two times I've streamed though I've like been like oh I should put something fun behind me and then I'm like fuck it (laughs) (laughs) do you think that's the conclusion they all I think that's probably the conclusion everyone has well it's 90% my horrifying face anyway so 
Crip, Crip had like two clocks in his house, and when he showed the second one on the the the, record, the walkthrough, he was like, "Oh yeah, here's another clock. Uh, I guess my I guess kind of the theme of the house is clocks." <laughs> so there's literally just two. Also, why of all the places to stream in his house does he stream where there's just a weird diagonal wooden line right behind his head? Yeah, I just like that. that. So awkward. In order for there to be a theme in Crip's house, it, he just had to have one more than one of something. <laughs> he yeah. only he only has one of everything else. Should we explain like, who these people are at all? Oh, in case okay. anybody then want to do want to just straight up let's do all this explanation. Let's just for anybody who doesn't know, for anybody who doesn't know what Hearthstone is, I'll explain literally what the game like is. literally somebody explain what this game is, what we're talking about. All right, uh, in case you accidentally googled the phrase Hearthstone podcast and don't know what Hearthstone is, <laughs> yes, if somehow this shit got downloaded <laughs> on your phone, like by because like a rude little child. Uh, came and took your phone. But from you're you. still with us. You heard us talk about streamers <laughs> that you don't know about for about ten minutes. And, okay, and... idiot. You know what solitaire is? <laughs> it's like that, but with somebody else. Hearthstone is like solitaire, but there's more luck elements. <laughs> yes, it's a more randomized, frustrating <laughs> version of solitaire. Yeah. Uh, with really fun sort of uh, animations when mm-hmm. you play like a jack of diamonds. Yeah, if you play a jack of diamonds, it'll be like, you want some diamonds? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Every card game should have, like, get the Hearthstone treatment. Mm-hmm. And also, when you win at solitaire, the whole fucking screen explodes. Which actually was the reason I liked solitaire as a kid, because when you'd win a game of solitaire, all the cards would shoot everywhere. Yeah. Right, just like in Hearthstone, mm-hmm. when you smash their face, there's a whole crowd of people audio that goes, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's tons of little addictive effects that make you feel like you're, you're incrementally accomplishing things, while secretly you're just covering up your anxieties by grinding a game pointlessly all day. Right. <laughs> Didn't they say that the, the, the other name of the game should just be called Subtracting from 30? <laughs> yeah. It's basically the... Okay, let's actually... Let's explain it bare bones. I would say bare... Well, okay. Let's If, if you know what Magic the Gathering is, mm-hmm. it is a slightly simplified Magic the Gathering. I'd say way simpler. Yeah. Like, vastly simpler. You start with 30 health. You play various minions and spells uh, intended to slowly... Get your opponent down from 30 health, either by attacking them with minions that have stats, mm-hmm. or by playing spells that subtract from 30, like you blast a fireball that does 6 damage. And the other thing where it's different from Magic the Gathering is that it's also slightly a video game. So <laughs> your turns have like, you have like, whatever, is it 90 seconds for your turn, and then it automatically changes the opponent's turn. And then mm-hmm. also there's things like if you play a card... Each player only has 15 seconds for their turn, or it creates a or another card. It creates a random card, which mm-hmm. you can't do in Magic: The Gathering because you're playing with physical cards and there's no. Yeah, games. yeah, it's like 20% video game, 80% grift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, but this is an actually interesting question. I think for maybe somebody who doesn't know, for somebody who either doesn't know what Hearthstone is or is pretty new to it, what is the draw of the game? Why are we playing this game? What What is fun about it? What do people like about it? Why is this such a popular game? Um, I think it like checks off a couple of addiction boxes pretty well in that it's a collect collectible. Yeah. So like it's I find it super satisfying to own all the cards. And then there's also like uh, a grindy improvement aspect in that they literally rank you know where you are on um, 
or, or outline system. You just have like you have a ranking. Right. It goes from like twenty five to one, and then past that, legend. Uh, and then the legend has rankings from like whatever the bottom, however many people are in legend. So if there's four thousand, then it just ranks you in order of what your, um, I guess MMR is like how many how what your win percentage is. Whoever has the highest win percentage, uh, based on who they're playing, and it's confusing. But basically, it just ranks you all the way from like twenty five to potentially rank one legend. And case okay, so where where what's your highest rank ever? Sixty. <laughs> That's well, pretty man. cool. Yeah. Like That's you're. Right. Because yeah. that is like those are all individual, countable, nameable human beings between you and one. Oh yeah, and yeah. like that's out of maybe twenty million U.S. Mm-hmm. players or something like that. Yeah, with names like Silent Strike and Forceful John, Colento, <laughs> Colento. Yeah. I think I've played. I play Colento. Little, I've only played Colento lately. Yeah, I wonder if Silento plays Hearthstone. <laughs> Watch me. Fireball. Watch me. What's another card? He's the uh, whipping Nene guy. Frostbolt. Oh, yeah. Silento is a... Frostbolt. There's a guy named Silento. Silento. Watch me, Alex Straza. Watch me, Nose Norman. I've only been listening to Cardi B lately. Oh, these is bloody shoes. <laughs> we should. There should be a card called. Bloody shoes. Bloody shoes. That yeah. gives all of your minions charge and minus one health. Yes. Mm. Bloody shoes. Hey, I like that. Is there any sort of mass charge effects? There used yeah. to be. Argent yeah. Commander or something? No, wait, that's not that one. Some other one. Warsong. Warsong. Warsong Commander. Warsong Commander. Yeah, Warsong Commander. Well, that would give all of your minions who had charge plus one, right? No, no, it used to be different. It used to be like, if your minions were below a certain attack value, they had charge. There's the beast card. Give all your beasts charge. Oh, that's true. Beast Priest. Wait. I was going to say one more thing that makes the game extremely addictive, and that is that the game has so many sort of random elements that when you, like, it's the same thing as, like, pulling a slot lever. You you pull it a thousand times, and the, the good outcomes are pretty rare, but when they happen, you're like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. Like, it feels good. You open these packs, and you get five cards, and, oh, you got a legendary one time out of 300? Yes! Yeah. And, and like, playing a game itself is a little bit like that, too, because a lot of it is ultimately determined just by which cards you draw. Right. And there's a lot of random cards, too, which are, like, summon a random three-cost card, and then it's, like, you get a really dank-ass three-cost card, and you're like, yeah, I'm really screwing over my opponent. (laughs) But it's kind of like, I guess there's a skill element to it, somewhat in the way there is to poker where it's like you're managing odds so like right, if you know what your opponent has you know what you have you can increase the, the amount of times you win from like you know or you win 40 percent of your games to you win 70 percent of your games so there is this actual place to flex skill yeah, to flex that you wouldn't skill. have in monopoly oh yeah i saved my sleep with the fishes idiot <laughs> Uh, now you're sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> and I think one other thing which you said one time, Case, was just the fact that there is all so much animation, mm-hmm. all of these like really high-quality voice actors doing all of these little voices. Mm-hmm. Thing. It makes it so much more interesting than like Magic the Gathering, which, you know, is like a super fun game, yeah. uh, but you're just sort of like sitting there staring, you're like, 
cheesy opponent. Yeah, I guess face. it makes it es- extra escapist because it more yanks you into like. A, I guess there is like a, a fantasy escapist element because you're playing like weird dragons that blast fire all over the screen and stuff. Right, and actually like nuking your opponent mm-hmm. in the face with a pyro blast. Yeah, the smartest thing about that game is how they made it that when you hit the face, hit someone's face with a strong minion, it's like blam, blam, <laughs> and then they literally explode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas in Hearth, whereas in Magic, it's just like, okay, well, I can actually just do this attack again, and the guy's like, okay, bye. Yeah, he, well, you know, although it is super satisfying. <laughs> yeah, just fucking scoop on you. You gotta add the mental imagery of their whole face exploding. <laughs> Hearthstone does it for you. It's automated. Yeah, it kind of takes all those things that they previously you had to have in your imagination <laughs> and pulls them out of that. Because it does kind of, I remember reading when I was a little kid, like the box that, like, a magic starter pack came in and it's like, you're a wizard (laughs) on this plane of magic fighting with spells and summoning great beasts. (laughs) And, you know, actually what it is is like, no, you're going to play a card game against a man 40 years older than you (laughs) in a dry back room. Nice ass crack. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to say that the ass cracks of Magic the Gathering players are usually pretty smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I just remember when I was a kid... You know, like, in media, the nerd is always presented as sort of this anti-hero, like, nobody gets me until they do thing in movies and stuff. Like, they're the guy that secretly should win but doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then when I, which, and I was pretty nerdy in high school, too, but uh, nerdy in the sense of, like, you know, I was into things that mainstream super jock awesome people weren't. But when I, I went to, like, this, what, what's it called? Roanoke, Roanoke, Virginia, where I'm from, actually has, like, one of the biggest magic stores oh, yeah. in the country. Um, so anyway, they, they host these tournaments. My brother got pretty into magic, and we went there to one of the tournaments that they were hosting, and my expectation was that it would be kind of, like, welcoming, and everybody would be pretty nice, because it's sort of this <laughs> counterculture thing that would probably be accepting, and it was way the opposite. It was, like, more uh, exclusionary than, like, any clique in high school I've wow. ever run into, like, any jockey clique or, or anything. It was just, he's, like, fucking deeply hateful... 30, 20 to 40 year old men that just would like shit on you if you didn't know what, exactly what was going on in the game already. Yeah. It's like a game of who can play with the rules the best and have them all perfectly memorized the best. So I'm just saying secretly like nerds are actually the worst and deserve to be excluded. For real! I, that was something I actually <laughs> wanted to talk to you guys about and I wanted, I would like, you know, assuming we do more of these, like Star to make City this games, a, like, yeah. a, regular, uh, a regular segment is like shit that people have sent you in private messages on this game <laughs> because oh, yeah. they have, I have I don't think I've ever gotten one that was wasn't like incredibly aggressive or telling me to kill myself. Right. I got then a they guy. They instantly unfriend you. Yeah. Then they instantly unfriend you, and I'm like trying to, you know, send back my. Oh, hey, hey, here's a little pro tip for anyone listening that does play. Um, in the Blizzard client. Yeah. So if you get chatted in Hearthstone, they can unfriend you, and, and you don't see them in the Hearthstone client. But if you go back to the Blizzard client, there's a log of all your chats. Uh, and you can still chat them even after they unfriend you. Oh, oh hell yeah. damn! I'm definitely doing that because there was this guy who fucking told me. I mean, there's one. There, there's some people who like you. You get this window into their pathetic life where like this mattered so much to them, and they're so f- angry at you. This one Killed guy, it. and this was when I was just playing nonstop pirate warrior, um, and I just shredded Gosh. this this guy, and he just immediately friends me, and I'm like, oh, that was maybe like the first time I'd ever gotten a friend request on Hearthstone. I was like, yes, okay, and it, and it immediately said like, fucking playing pirate warrior like all of the sheep, find a bridge and jump off it, kill yourself. 
I only get friendly friend requests when I lose to someone playing a weird deck for them to be like, wow, man, cool deck. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, dude, I know I'm playing aggro druid, but you gotta, like, man, your deck was really cool. Like, sorry that I'm grinding this terrible deck. I'm like, I don't care either way, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is the weird thing, too. There are, like, people, you get this sense of people's personalities, but it's so limited in the game through the emotes. So the only way you have of expressing yourself, you got six emotes, mm -hmm. right, that you could possibly choose from. And none of them say fuck you, which you really want. <laughs> uh, but they kind of all do. They yeah, kind of all say fuck you. Well, that, that is because the one thing you have is volume and repetition. <laughs> it's like you just spam the words, wow, wow, wow. Like, well, no, the thanks. My, the fuck oops. you is thanks, basically. My Thank thanks you. to you can oh, never right, be thanks. said in this game in a way that isn't dickish. Yeah. Um, which is another thing that makes it super addictive because when you encounter one of these assholes who just spams the word thanks at you, you you want to destroy them so bad. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you do, it is a, a sweet, sweet oh, yeah. serotonin high. You know what? I think it, a little bit of that is the anonymity, right? Because like, mm -hmm. when I play tennis against someone... I don't. Oh, you play tennis? <laughs> Ooh, Bill already betrayed that he's clearly too good for Hearthstone. Bill, by the way, is jacked. And if he were shuffling Hearthstone cards, he would break them. Yeah, and if you're like uh, the type of person who's attracted to men, damn. Like, that, this is the guy. DM Bill for pics of his abs. Yeah, uh, it is smooth. <laughs> Bill has the smoothest abs. It's just one hard ab all the way down. No, but when you're playing someone in some other game or sport or whatever one-on-one -on -one competition and you see them, there's a little bit of like, uh, I don't, I can't, I don't really feel that good if I win mm -hmm. or like, or, or, you know, whatever. I, but, mm -hmm. but in, but in this game, when you can't see them, you just feel so good when you annihilate, you want to annihilate them. Mm -hmm. I often yell out in my own apartment when I beat somebody get fucked yeah exactly <laughs> yes uh, I yes. never say to a real human exactly right yes well it's because in your head the person you're playing is everything you fucking hate yeah it's just like some absolute asshole like at his computer I don't know jerking off with one hand and clicking with the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that anonymity, that is like the anonymity that like comes like that generates like road rage, like you can't see right. people, all you see is a car right. and you just get you just like get this insane fucking boiling I'll anger. Just imagine my father's playing on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made case so good. And I role play as my mother. Yeah, I'm a mom <laughs> with my brother's hands. <laughs> Damn, you kind of did a buffalo bill voice there. <laughs> That's my go-to just weirdo voice. Oh, I'm this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah what, what's interesting about uh, this particular group of people is that we have these two uh, people with us who fairly recently got back from four months out of the country, one of whom played this game fairly frequently before that. That's Bill. Um, but did not play at all during that four months uh, and now that's like uh, five months, basically. You haven't played it's this game. It's almost six. I, I don't know anything that happened in the last two expansions. Kobolds Would... or the ice one. <laughs> you managed to play like a, a, a decent amount, but less than you would normally, Case? Yeah, I probably played it once to twice a week to just do my daily quests. So, Case, you, you kind of gradually, you would have seen the game changing and all of that. What changed? What What is the meta now? Meta. 
and what was it before and how has it changed? So real quick, Tim, could you just like let us know what is the what is what does that mean? Okay, for sure. So when you play this game, you know, you install it, you're just like, "Oh yeah, these cards are fun. I'm going to play them and try to do 30 damage to my opponent." But once you kind of work your way up the ranks and you're trying to fucking win, there is a new set of sort of invisible rules for how to win at Hearthstone. There's all these like cards that you learn are way better than other cards. There's cards that counteract those cards. And this is what we call the meta game. <laughs> so players who are really high legend players, like our friend Case Blackwell on oh, this yeah. podcast, Racist. is a master of the meta. He the understands meta. these... Uh, certain types of decks that are extremely powerful. Yeah, it's like there's ultimately generally one to three of that that of decks that are the strongest. There's like one to three strongest meta decks. Defining. Meta defining decks. Like a uh, however many cards they release, they ultimately kind of get whittled down to like a couple of decks that sort of bust all other decks' asses. But you can sort of counter those decks with specific other decks. Um, but then those decks get beat by certain other decks, so it just kind of creates this game of like rock paper scissors a little bit, mm -hmm. where you're picking certain decks based on think, uh, what you think you're going to be facing. Um, but there's maybe like at any given time, at max, I'd say twenty decks that are actually good, uh, and probably way less than that, probably more like eight. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And those are sort of like in rotation at the top of the ladder, which is. Uh, you know, the competitive uh, format in the Hearthstone client. I don't know how I had not encountered this idea this late in my life, but I only really under like learned what a meta was like a few years back. Um, and it's... Technically any game, I guess, would have it. Like, any yeah, game, or like, you sure. could think about it, like, you could pull this metaphor out to, like, ecosystems or, you know, any shit. Like, do you have a counter for the the, the actual claws on this rat and its ability to reproduce? <laughs> no, you can't? Well, then, I guess all of the birds on this, the flightless birds on this island yeah. are gone. Like, well, it's like basketball had a certain meta when it was all fucking dorky white guys playing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. They, they introduced the three-point line, yeah. and that changed the meta of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, and they figured out. Do you know in basketball they used to think they used to encourage they thought like the the ideal type of basketball player was a like not that tall, not that muscular, sort of middle of the road, just solid athlete. You know that you could move fairly quickly. You were somewhat strong, and like that was like. What they thought in like the fifties was like made a good player. It turns and out like, it's LeBron James. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out it's LeBron James. But there was a period of time where they just like where they had they had not encountered the idea that really tall guys were the best thing you could have <laughs> in basketball. I'm trying um, to join the uh, the NBA because I think that I can personally change the meta. I'm five seven. <laughs> um, used to be you know fairly athletic, but not not as athletic anymore. But I really think that my mind. And my strategy, um, it's all about really tiny dribbling. Tim's a 5'7 right. improviser with What's dribble. Like... <laughs> <laughs> a five... <laughs> Battle cry dribble. Mugsy they should do a basketball-themed Hearthstone expansion. Just Wait. all actual basketball players. Oh shit, I got Carl Malone. So... <laughs> Carl Malone. And your attack and your defense is just the feet that you are and then the inches that you are? Which kind of <laughs> sucks for guys who are just a clean seven feet. They yeah. just die as soon seven as you zero. play them. Yeah. But secretly, Bugsy Muggs is the strongest card because he only costs one, and he's like a five-seven card. 
Yeah, great value. <laughs> yeah, insane. He's a, he's a he's a uh, one mana five five that transforms all other minions on the battlefield into cartoons. <laughs> um, how has shit changed? What was what what was the meta before? How has it changed? And you know, if we can, I'd like to go through because I've been playing this whole time. I've been playing through uh, what was it? Whispers of the Old Gods. Yeah. Um, to now, uh, you know, with with some gaps, but. Um, the well, Knights of the Old, or yeah, Knights of the Frozen Throne and Kobolds and Catacombs. The last one we all were in on the launch of was uh, Angora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Angora. We all played a lot of Angora. So, which and I, I think th- was the best the game has ever been. Really? I'd say so. I think there was the most deck diversity. I, but it's, I don't even think it's Angora. I think the game's at its best when the rotation happened. Yeah. So I think weirdly, it's well, it's just better because it's the most change and the most change. Keeps the game fresh the longer. It's just because all these cards disappear, and then there's also a ton of new cards added. Whereas generally, it's just there's new cards added, but those same strong cards that were there before are still there. So, like you asked me what the meta was like before when I left, the most popular deck was probably Murloc Paladin, and now that I'm back, the most popular deck is Aggro Paladin. <laughs> Murloc Paladin with a few Murlocs. <laughs> Murloc Paladin is sort of an Aggro Paladin, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and also popular was uh, Token Shaman. Yeah, Token Shaman, which has actually gone away. But Token Shaman's sort of been... The really big, the biggest change, I guess, is that Combo Priest, Rizakus Priest, uh, is now at the top. And it's, it's, it's slightly different having the game be sort of dictated by the, the strongest deck being a combo deck as opposed to an aggro deck. It's still the strongest deck. It was the strongest deck in the last meta, and it's still the strong, or one of the strongest. Mm-hmm. But I, I technically left during the, um, whatever, uh, Anguro meta. So I was gone through the Frozen Throne one, so I didn't play that much of it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's still, most, I'd say the game is still mostly dictated by aggro, though, because aggro, it's, it, the incentive on ladder is still to play quick games. So that's why the right. most popular deck is aggro. That is really interesting, because it seems like they've introduced so many cards to the game that, uh, again, and I'm a stupid guy here, so mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you know, I feel like every time I say, make a strong claim about the game, I'm just waiting to get smacked down by somebody who knows more than me. But it seems like they've introduced so many cards that are intended to slow the game down and to give more options to you if you want to play a slower game. True, but then they also put in stuff like Corridor Creeper, mm. uh, which just fucking ends the game kind of occasionally. That was an accident. Like three. <laughs> we didn't mean to. Uh, you know, so Quarter Creepers, you know what that is. So, yeah, Bill, Quarter Creeper is a card, uh, seven it's a mana seven five cost five. card. It's a seven mana 5-5, five five, but it gets reduced by one when it's in your hand whenever a creature dies. Right, and Dang. creatures, minions are constantly dying. Yeah, the game right. of Hearthstone is just... Wait, whenever any, any creature any. you or your opponent. So you fucking trade and it's minus two. Wow. Also, Patches is in the game, so there's usually two minions out wow. on turn one, wow. often on both sides of the board. Yeah. So, like, easily by turn two, it could be reduced to already, like, a three cost. Three mana five. What? And then a lot of times by turn three, it's a zero, and then you play for three. What decks is, is that not in? Or, like, what top tier decks is that not in? Uh, Combo Priest, which is the best deck in the game. But that's only because Combo Priest so doesn't care about its own board pressure, generally. Well, that's not entirely true. But, like, Combo Priest isn't really about... It's about removing your board and drawing towards the combo. Where so it doesn't really need the tempo boost of okay. Creeper. So when I last left the game, there were some various priest combinations that never were really that great. They mm-hmm. were always interesting and fun, but and sort of getting more and more viable. 
but I have no idea what it is now that is the combination that you're trying to get. So there's Raza, which uh -huh. if you have no duplicates in your deck makes you hear power cost zero. Right. And then the Death Knight they introduced during the Frozen Throne, which is a card you probably don't. You, Death Knights are like just, uh, they're like Jaraxxus. Okay. They make your hero into a different hero. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so the one for Priest is uh, whenever you play a card, it refreshes your hero power and your hero power changes to uh, deal two damage okay. instead of healing. Yeah. So your hero power costs zero and whenever you play a card, you refresh it. Got it. So there's just combos you can do with Velen and zero cost cards to burst your opponent down from right. 30 to zero. Right. Uh, it's like my least favorite, or it was when it seemed like, now it, it seems slightly different, but there was a period of time where I just felt like I was only playing that right. Highlander Priest, and it was uh, just so annoying to play against. It just felt like I had very little control on my end of where the game would go. It's a lot like Freeze Mage, which is another okay. card that used to, deck that used to be fairly popular, which is just you freeze out your opponent's board so their minions can't attack, and then you burst them down from 30 with various cards at the end of the game. Or 15, you know, uh, or whatever. Whatever life total there, you just try to end it decisively at the end. Mm -hmm. And those decks are sometimes fun to play yourself, but they're very rarely fun to play against because every other deck in the game is about interacting with your opponent's board. Mm -hmm. Whereas that one is like, I'm not interacting with your board in any way other than freezing it and then I kill you. Yeah, and then the only thing you're doing in... It's like playing Solitaire. Rizaka's Priest is, <laughs> like, you are finding ways... Like, they have a few, like, big board clears. Uh -huh. Like, they get rid of everything. But other than that, they just kind of, like, are like, fine, just do what you do. I'm just getting my cards. Yeah, basically. And then they once have I have like my a, cards... They have, like, a 40 damage combo mm -hmm. advantage. You're the smart squirrel that hoards your cards for winter, and then when winter comes, you kill them. <laughs> um, and it's also, I would say this, this is just a purely, like, aesthetic thing. This is just sort of like a tangential thing. Uh, the way that you are killed by a Razakis Priest is the most annoying possible combo, because it's not one big hit or a no. couple big hits. It is... I'm going to just scratch you. Death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> like, I'll play, you know, I'll heal all the means on the board for zero. Two health. Uh, <laughs> silence. Two health. Just so fucking slow. And you're like, all right, so, yeah, I... I think part of the reason it's so annoying to play against is that thematically it doesn't feel very satisfying, as, as dorky as that is. But, like... Freeze Mage in a way makes sense. You're like, their person is a mage, they freeze your board with spells, and then they blast you with fire at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, mentally what's happening in Combo Mage doesn't seem like a... Th or Combo Priest doesn't seem like a thing. It's like, they play a bunch of cards that don't thematically do anything. Like, they play Circle of Healing for no effect, and then blast you for... Yeah, damage. if you were to envision the yeah. awesome battle between two sorcerers <laughs> uh -huh. that's going on there, one guy is going... He hits you, he slaps <laughs> you on the chin. Then he heals his own guy over here, but doesn't even attack with him. Then he slaps you on the chin again, and he, like, kisses his friend. Then he slaps you on the chin again, and he says a dirty word. And then he sla just... Yeah. So slow, and sl so, yeah, unsatisfying is exactly the word. I do think the game's in better shape than it was a year ago, though. Because, like, I played the most, probably, when the game was the worst. Which right. was, uh, uh, what's it called? Gadgetsan. So that was a year ago. You I think was, that was the worst it's been? For, I think so. Well, it had one of my favorite decks in it, in that I really liked... Jade uh, Druid. I like Kazakus, whatever. Kazakus Reno Orlock, I thought it was a lot of fun to play. But it also had the worst deck that's ever been the best deck, I think, which is Pirate Warrior, which is just <laughs> miserable to play and play against, in my opinion. 
Honestly, um, case when we like played a friend and you were like, "Oh, look, I'm just I'm just gonna be pirate warrior." And I was like, oh, that's so funny. And then you, like, beat me, and I was like, oh, man, Case is just so good. He can just beat me with his stupid little pirate-themed deck. But Pirate Warrior is a fucking meta crusher. You fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've grinded Pirate Warrior. Actually, no, the, the first time I hit Legend was playing the, whatever, Reno Warlock. Reno Lock. Um, yeah, you got me playing it. Which was, which was fun. So anyway, I don't know. I think it's better now. There's slightly more deck diversity. It's interesting. This is probably the only time since I've been playing that the best deck isn't an aggro deck. Or like a mid-range, basically, aggro deck. Um, but, you know, it's still, it, the, the game is ultimately set up for frustration because of the four-month cycle. So, like, there's just not enough change to it. It's really fun for about a month. And then it, it's going to feel dry and stale because you're going to be having the same experience for the next three months. When's the next... Uh a relegation of cards into um, wild. Uh, so the game will probably be the best it's been again in about three months because there will be the, the turnover yeah. of cards to wild and the new expansion. I think they could fix a lot though by having like I don't know limited card releases halfway through, or maybe even like you release one new card every two weeks. Interesting. Like just I, it would make a lot of it just would spice up the game because people would want to play with a new card, so that you'd see the new card pop up in decks. Or say you release of like some booster twenty card set halfway through the expansion, mm -hmm. yeah. just to make it like less of the same thing for three months. Like when they released Marin, OPOP, no re. Yeah, <laughs> but even that, like that card sucked, but people played it for like a week and it made the game way more fun. Marin is fucking fun. Yeah, wait, fun they game. released a card in the middle of an expansion. Yeah, and it helped. Whoa, a Treasure Finder. Yeah, kind of, like queue up the Cobalts and Catacombs release. Because it kind of gives you this side quest of breaking open this chest that it summons on your opponent's side of the board, and it gets you a potentially super sweet treasure, you know, a card that does sweet some crazy treasure. shit. Um, and that was that was super fun because I uh, I don't like to play like the main mode of the game very much. Partially because I'm not that good at cards. I'm not that good at any game like this. Um, and uh, I don't have the patience to grind. I really like to play arena. Yeah. Uh, and that main mode, like if it's not spiced up and like changing, it loses my attention so much faster. Like, sure. Well, I think the other big problem is the game is really only fun when you're, in my opinion, when you're fucking around with new decks. Or, like, mm -hmm. just messing around and, and switching things right. up. Yeah. But to do that, you need to own... Fucking cash money to buy all the <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, you know, the more legit version of me spending $6,000 on the game is generally I'll buy the... Or every time I, I buy the pre-release, which is 50 cards for 50 bucks. And then usually... So that's, like, a month before the expansion hits. Then usually by the time a month has passed, I'll be like, well, screw it. I spent 50 bucks a month ago. It's not that bad to spend another 50. Uh -huh. So then I'll, like, using Amazon coins, maybe get, like, another 60 cards for 50 bucks. So I usually end up spending probably, I guess, in a year, $400 on the game. Wow. No, 300 because there's only three expansions. Um, but, yeah, I'd say, like, every expansion I spend 100 bucks, And I, the only reason I own all the cards is because I've also played the game way too much. So, like, if you play the game way too much and you spend 100 bucks. Every four months, then you'll probably have enough cards mm -hmm. to mess around uh, yeah. and make most decks. And even I don't own all the cards, even though I've spent, in my opinion, a lot on the game. I mean, I guess it is this game that people like play over, you know, years and years. So it's unlike, you know, buying Resident Evil mm -hmm. or something like that. Or even, play, you know, buying like a 
board game that you intend to play with like friends, you know, you know, in multiple years. It's this thing that is alive and changing and people are playing it a fucking ton. There isn't like the the like I'm trying to think of like what else is like this. Basically the only other things that I can think of that exist like this are like maybe games like Overwatch, like online yeah. First-person shooters and maybe massively multiplayer online role-playing. But games, the accessibility right? of this one is crazy because you can play it on the bus for five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is ultimately the huge appeal of it. It's like you can bust it out, play it for fifteen minutes, get incredibly frustrated, and then go do something else. <laughs> uh, whereas, like you know, say Magic, you have to set up because you need to know someone who has enough cards to play it and knows the rules. Or Overwatch, even you have to kind of like settle in. Divert all your attention towards it, and have a little literal controller and screen. Whereas this, like, you can just be really distracted while your girlfriend is asking you to do something else uh, <laughs> while you play in your room, or you can play it on the bus. Whoa, 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 whoa girlfriend. girlfriend! Whoa, whoa! Uh, I mean, bragging if much? I had a girlfriend. <laughs> Getting into like slightly finer grain, uh, what do you guys think? What are like specific cards and decks that you? That have been on your minds a lot over these past. All I like, can think about is Beast Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Uh, Beast Priest is, a de- is like the meta. That is the 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 deck type. I would love for that to be a thing because it's the only one I can think of that rhymes. Yeah, but I mean, once Ungoro came out, it was pretty possible to make anything beast beast anything. But Priest is one of the least amenable to sure. to like a. To priest related, <laughs> to beast related beast. shit. And I played two, two, during a grade, play two Galaka crawlers and the five eight, the five mana Hydra thing. Yeah, it's the closest you can get to beast priest. priest wait, uh, the least beast. Wait, priest was running the Hydra? No, it was some silence priest. Were. Yeah, silence. Mm, but it wasn't really that Silento. Watch me circle of healing. Hey, as we hop into this conversation, <laughs> should we uh, have Bill open up one of his packs? Bill, oh oh pack. yeah, yeah. This, that's a great, good call. To so Bill just got some packs because he just played through his Return of the Hero games. He's, he's returned. So What's let's this? take a look at what. Is this sweet. the new one? Yeah, yeah. So that's a Kobolds and Catacombs pack. Okay. Right there. We're gonna crack it open. We're gonna get five cards here. And Tim, you can see this, right? Yeah, I can see it. We are on share screen. Okay. Oh my god. Oaken summons! Oh! (laughs) O-P-O-P! Oh no, that's not not very good. Uh, It's a four mana druid common. Oaken summons. Gain six armor. What? Recruit a new keyword. A minion that costs four or less. Yeah. So recruit came in with this thing on a bunch of other cards. So it pulls it out of your deck and puts it on the battlefield. But this is a spell. Yes. So four mana, gain six armor, and also play another four mana card. Well, four, four or less. less. So like you got. And it's not really playing it because it's only get it gets it on the board, but like battle cries do not take effect. Mm-hmm. So you set it up in your deck. Yeah, yeah it's a build around. Oh, treasure Toothy chest. chest. Toothy chest. I mean, a three mana neutral. That's a zero four minion. At the start of your turn. Set this minion's attack to four. Now, oh, wait, Bill. I just want you to say how good you think this card is. Oh, yeah, one to five. One to five. How um, good is this card? I'm going to give this one a uh, five. Toothy <laughs> <laughs> chest? It is a toothy chest meta out there. You heard it from Trump. You heard it from Bill. Five. Toothy chest, I give a five. Fucking okay, Trump. Oaken summons, I give a five. Toothy chest. <laughs> chest the chest meta. 
It's a three mana four four, dude. That's OP. I okay. Mean, it's a three mana zero four. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would not play this until I see some of the other cards. You never, you don't know. This card, that well, card there's, shows there's up so cards. much in arena. It's, it seems like. Yeah. I, I feel like I see that constantly. It's a common with an occurrence, and it might, yeah. you know, it might combo with one of my three other cards that I haven't. Opened okay, yet. let's see. Let's well, you got no legendary. Okay, Ooh. golden Ooh. common dru- uh, priest spell, three mana, un- unidentified elixir. Give a minion plus two plus two, gains a bonus effect in your hand. The wow. other bonus of this is that Bill's learning to read. <laughs> <laughs> G- g- gain uh, a b- b- bonus. <laughs> I'm reading dramatically. Good, I'm reading dramatically. <laughs> what? Well, it does not sound dramatic. <laughs> now, uh, now, let me see. I don't know what bonus effect in your hand means, but I do give this card a five. <laughs> All so the bonus like, effects are... Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Though. No, I was just going to say, it's... Um, yeah, it's like... Give a minion plus two plus two and life steal, or plus two plus two and divine shield. Um, oh, wow. Plus two plus two and summon a toothy chest. <laughs> <laughs> summon a one one copy of it. Oh, but it's random, so it's when you draw that card. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, no, wait, wait, I, I, I wanted to elixir say. Does actually seem not bad. Yeah. So now here's where it really shines is. I found in Arena, it's OP as hell. Uh, yeah. Anything that gives priest minions more health. Uh, is super frustrating to deal with in arena. It's mm-hmm. almost it almost I think saw play in the um, whatever like tempoy uh, dragon mage, but it's just not quite good enough. And it fucks priest. with the spell stuff, which is the thing you want to know about. Oh, right, like right, there's right. a big spell tempo priest basically. Oh, that so that that one fucks it up because it's a low cost spell. Got it. This is uh, three mana, <laughs> <laughs> three mana neutral card. Name? Uh, it's a minion. It's Fungal Enchanter. Battlecry. Restore two health to all friendly characters. Wow. That's not bad, huh? Yeah. It's like solid. It's like a more board affecting, um, whatever, the the one that heals you for three. The three right. mana three three that heals you for three. Or any character. Uh, Earthen Ring Farseer. Ring Farseer. And uh, Bill, go ahead. What's your rating here? Um. Well, I'm going to, like, based on the other stuff that I've seen... So far mm-hmm. in this expansion, I'm going to give this one a five. <laughs> and how much other stuff have you seen in this expansion? Just these four Certainly, cards. Yeah, you've seen... Before <laughs> these... Fungal Channel, it was three total cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now my last one is my rare. Here we go. It's Explosive Runes. It's a three-mana mage spell. Uh, it's a secret. After your opponent plays a minion, deal six damage to it and any excess to their hero. So... I'm going to say that this one is a true five. Uh, I think, wow, true five. I think the other ones were fives, and this one is a true five. I think this would actually see play. I think it wow. does, right? Yeah. It Trump play gives five, Bill gives five. <laughs> it is a pretty good... It's like one of these few things that it's like you're going to get three pretty much fireball. your full value for that no matter what, which is kind of... Secrets often are either awesome or... Complete wah wah. Yeah. I think it might see more play. Like, patches so warps the early game that unless something equally strong to patches is introduced, I feel like Secret Mage will be much stronger once after the rotation hits. Because right now it's just like it gets out aggroed by other aggro decks, and it, the control decks heal too much currently for like Secret Mage to be quite as good as it might be later. 
But I've seen it around a little bit. It's still pretty popular. It's not bad. It's just kind of frustrating to play because it's like all aggro burn, and if you don't, mm-hmm. I don't know, if you don't hit hit the, like the right combination of cards, you kind of just lose. Wow, we're already busting another pack. Now, now I'm curious about this one, Bill. What do you see here? This is a two mana rogue spell, cheat death. It's a secret, a rogue Wait. secret. Everyone who's just listening, we just busted another pack. We just guys. busted a fucking nut in Bill's brain. Whoa. A rogue seed? Every rogue pack has secret? five juicy hidden cards, and when you flip them around, they blast colors at you. <laughs> what? Secret? A rogue secret secret. When friendly minion dies, return it to your hand. It costs two less. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Wow. It's shadows. It's a delayed shadow step. It's slam that in your Cthulhu. What's the paladin <laughs> secret uh, where that happens? Uh, there is Getaway Coda, but it doesn't reduce the cost. But it only costs one. But it only costs one. But I would say that's probably better, right? Cheat Death is probably better than Getaway Coda. No? Uh, I don't know. It's twice the cost. Yeah. Um, and a lot of... The problem is with Cheat Death, a lot of the times by the time you would play... So it's like, I guess the idea is you play Cheat Death and then like a card like Gadget's in, like a high-value minion that would be good to get a redu- reduction on. But just the way tempo works in the game, it ends up kind of being a little bit of anti-tempo, basically. Because mm-hmm. it's like a two-mana delayed shadow step, so even if like they kill your gadgets in, currently Rogue doesn't have like a good OTK combo that it's trying to draw towards anyway. Mm. So it's just not that well-positioned in, in the meta. Yeah. Uh, but it could be good later. Are any uh, meta decks playing it right now? No, no, because Miracle Rogue just isn't good enough currently. There's not really any rogue meta decks. Uh, well, there, the the tempo rogue is still I guess super the weapon. Strong. And if you're case death rattle rogue. Oh yeah, I've been playing tons of Miracle That's Cthulhu rogue actually. You have been playing Cthulhu. Uh, well, because like Dude, the problem is uh, Miracle Rogue just doesn't have a good finisher. Like the Malagos thing just doesn't work as well as one might hope. Uh, but the Cthulhu Cthulhu one I've actually got a positive win rate with. So. Hell yeah, that was the one I suggested, right? Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Oh. you put cheat, cheat death in it? Oh. Uh, no. No cheat okay, death. Okay, well, now you need to remake your death. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give this one a future five. <laughs> future five? Wow. Future five. At some point... At some point, this will be a meta In a distant <laughs> nuclear holocaust future, <laughs> when a child picks up the last functioning iPhone <laughs> and the last, like, signal sent out from Blizzard HQ yeah. servers... He will and he run. plays the robot which is taking over the world. <laughs> okay, a three mana neutral comet. Sewer crawler. One one. Battle cry. Summon a two three giant rat. <laughs> I'm gonna guess giant rat is a beast. Oh, it's a beast, baby. So this fits in beast priest. <laughs> <laughs> this is a three four a three mana three four. Mm-hmm. Seems good. It's fine. It's better than its counterpart, which is the one that summons... It's a 2-3 that summons a 1-1 one, one beast. Oh. It's one of those things that punishes you in Arena for having picked Called to Arms. Um, <laughs> because you'll pull <laughs> this card. Yeah, if you... if you um, What's the new keyword? Recruit. Recruit. If you Recruiting recruit this, it sucks. that sucks. Well, we're going to have to come back to Sewer Rat. I don't really know how this fits yet. We'll come back. It's a decent recruit. Okay, now that I see this card, Boisterous Bard, I'm going to give Sewer Rat five stars. <laughs> and Boisterous Bard... You're giving Sewer Rat five stars. What yeah, Giant Rat. Sorry, I'm giving Giant Rat five stars. 
sewer crawler, I'm giving, um, I don't know, I'll give it one. <laughs> That's wow. one. Are you sure, Bill? No, I'm going to switch to five. Okay, Boisterous <laughs> Bard. What's the um, six mana, Some you know, it's a one one that summons a six six? Oh, it transforms oh, one yeah. of minions into a six six? No, no, no the old uh, from Gadget Zan. Tiny, tiny and oh, big, 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 big Racketeer. Big Time Racketeer. Yeah, yeah this is like big a rock. little Time Racketeer. <laughs> yeah, yeah little Big Rock, Big, big rock, rock Man. Boy. So actually, Sewer Crawler... Is a total of ten stars. Oh, and Bill, if you had to guess what these things wow. say when they enter the battlefield, what would that? Oh, be? <laughs> sewer crawler says, "Clean them up." <laughs> Go get them, rat! <laughs> I choose you, rat. I heard you're afraid of rats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here we go. Three mana, uh, neutral card, boisterous bard. It's a common. It's a three two battle cry. Give your other minions plus one health, and when it enters the battlefield, it says, "Somebody like a tune." <laughs> <laughs> I give this five stars. <laughs> for your sure. taunt warrior deck. What, so far, what has we yeah, got? That thing is seeing a lot of play in taunt warrior. <laughs> You fool! <laughs> no, I don't know. This seems okay in arena, but probably not even. That's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay in any flood deck where you can reliably have multiple minions on the board. It's basically good value if you have like three minions on the board. Oh sure, if you're playing some sort of token. But it's not good enough in those decks. But it really? would be okay in one of those decks. This is crack. But bark skin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the K is flanking the S. Really make my brain hurt. Bark skin. Okay, Bark one skin. mana druid card. It's a spell. Give a minion plus three health. Gain three armor. Uh, Give a minion plus three health. Gain nani? Nani? <laughs> <laughs> Have you also been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Tim? Uh, nah, I just know it, dude. I love anime. Nani? I uh, love anime. This seems good. It's fine. Yeah. No, what does it terrible. say? It's terrible. It's I mean, it's not terrible. skin. It's good in arena. Yeah, if that was plus, if that was like th three attack, that would be pretty nasty. Oh, then it would definitely see play. But yeah, it's uh, three armor. It's it's there to activate that Actually, druid, um, that druid spell stone. That's a new card they have. Is these spell stones that that upgrade gradually, mm. and it's kind of one of these cards like that's like a way, another way for druids to gain mm. armor, because their spellstone activates off them gaining armor. It's also one of those cards they make that they know won't see play, you know, but they gotta make cards. It is also true that any card can be good with enough synergy. So, like, if they printed some card that was just so good with gaining armor... For every three armor you gain, deal ten damage to <laughs> yeah. your opponent. Then that would for sure see play. Or, you know, like, if, if that was a priest card, it might see play, because it's a cheap I was about spell. to say, if you guys can figure out a way to get this into your priest decks, well, it's five stars. <laughs> what the hell is this? This is oh, like an update of an old card. Mm -hmm. Murmuring Elemental. Wait, so what does Barkskin say? You didn't say. What a, what a oh, else. Barkskin is the, not a minion. Yeah, but what does it do? When you... It goes... What noise is that? <laughs> that's your skin becoming bark. I think that's like oh, actually okay. the most common druid noise. Whatever that cracking yeah. shit is, yeah. whenever you like add a crystal. It's, like, right. it's the sound of like a crystal growing through your skin <laughs> and you going, yes. ah, I'm gaining power. Nature. 
So this is a, a two mana one one elemental. It's a shaman uh, rare, and it's battle cry. Your next battle cry this turn triggers twice. Wow, for two mana, I think that this is good. <laughs> and I'll say that I think a murmuring elemental when he comes out on the board, he goes. Oh, what's all the hubbub? Bro? <laughs> That's no. pretty close. No, it'd be more like this. It's an elemental, and he looks sort of like a tornado man. So I think it'd be more like, "What's all the hubbub, bub?" That's close. It actually goes hashtag me too. Oh no! Oh, because me too. Because it's big battle cried uh, twiggers twice. Oh yeah! Oh, that's pretty good. Actually learning to Damn! Speak. I was like thinking, okay, well, that's definitely getting cut. But now that I see the pun, but that isn't seeing play, is it? Murmuring no. elemental. It's just because my grumble, sh grumble, fuck shaman. Grumble, fuck shaman. If shaman were better, it would probably see play. If shaman had strong battle cries and was better, it would see play. Like the main thing I think I would at least think of is fucking um, Aya Chan. Uh, what's that guy? Uh, blaze caller. That a blaze caller. Yeah, yeah. That, but you gotta that, play that. So that's a nine mana play that deals ten damage. I mean, that is good. It's what? just Shaman doesn't get there enough. No jades no more? Well, the the main thing is Shaman gets fucking wrecked by uh, Warlock. And then also everything. Have they printed another jade-related no. card since uh, no, Gadget Sand? No. But, but this seems like it would be good with jade. It is. It's just it, there's stuff in the game that's currently better. So it gets outclassed. But it, it, after rotation or if other battle cries that are strong... It's just not well positioned because there's too many board clears, and then it gets out tempoed by other decks. That's kind of like a value play. Um, if there was like a one mana battle cry that was super strong, then it might see play. Mm. But like, it's a value play in a value deck that's not that good. That's apparently. crazy. It seems so good. Oh well. But it, I mean, it is a good effect because it's like cheaper brand. There's also crazy combos you could do with it if. You had time, but currently there's not enough time. For yeah. your shaman. That's too bad. I guess it's not that good. Five stars. It is. It's a five nice. star card. Okay. Trump five stars. Bill. <laughs> Bill, you see all of the cards in this expansion. All ten of them. That's all ten. All ten cards <laughs> of Cobalt. Kind of a small expansion, though. <laughs> yeah. Some of the classes didn't get any cards. Yeah. Druid got like three cards, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Priest got, got one. Paladin got zero. <laughs> Um, and there are like two commons. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing above rare. Yeah. Only rares and a couple commons. Oh well. Make Millhouse Mana Storm great again. <laughs> there were some. There were some harsh shifts I detected over these past months. Like, there were some moments that I recall, and I wanted to see if you guys also recall these things. And again, most of my memories come from Arena, because regular play is just a fucking blur to me. Um, it doesn't really make any sort of, like, wrinkle, new wrinkles on my brain. The cards I'm thinking of are Frostlich Jaina. Oh, didn't they, did they remove Death Knight cards from Arena? They, they did, they did, um, which was great. But there was, like, this period of time where, in Arena... If one player got a Death Knight, mm -hmm. um, and there's a bunch of ways to do it beyond just fucking drafting it, uh, 
it was like yeah if it was frost let's jane it it was just game over i think there may have been one circumstance where i beat a person who managed to uh play frost let's jane but that was that was kind of the case for a lot of the destiny cards right like if you got a destiny card you just generally would win yeah in in arena there are certain ones like I, i beat plenty of druid Got like that. I saw plenty of that druid oh, death knight really? card, but it's just not that great. It gives you what two minions on the board, either those big taunts. Yeah, I guess or... without the backup of a deck that has a way to kill you, it's not that great. It's not that great. It's definitely yeah. a good card, but it's like I mean, in a... constructed, it's like the best death knight, probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is still six stats for two mana every turn. Yeah, well, and it's like, yeah. it's a 210, basically, the turn you play it, plus it up, it gives you 5 armor and it upgrades your hero power to something good. It's definitely really good, but I've beaten him, I beat Hunter 1 plenty of times, but like that, fr- in, in Arena, which is the mode I'm playing most, that Frostlich was just like the yeah. most fucking frustrating oh, yeah. thing, particularly when a goddamn priest would copy it out of your own fucking deck and you never <laughs> draw it, but they Frostlitch Jaina yeah. with your Frostlitch because they mind-copied you. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the reason Andy started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few problems, and if you check my Google search history, yeah, you might see the words... Uh, Shaman OP? (laughs) (laughs) That was back when, uh, you know, uh, Pirate Shaman. I thought it was a little too good. Mm. Pirate Shaman? (laughs) I want you to do a Bill Hicks style stand up set just about uh, Hearthstone. About how unfair for us this Jaina is. Who's the other guy that. Kinnison? No, who's the guy who screamed all the time in stand up? Uh, Sam Sam Kinnison. Sam Kinnison? Yeah. Yeah. Do a Kinnison style stand up set. Ah! (laughs) Jaina! Your wife! When your wife wants to fuck another man! Ah! Why don't you summon another water elemental? Ah! It's my face! What is the best Death Knight card? I guess objectively and constructed. It's the priest one, but it's only the best because of... Because of Razaka. Because of Raza. Raza, Raza. The priest one and Gul'dan. Is- oh, yeah. Well, I think Gul'dan's probably, by itself, the best one. Because there's, yeah. there's classic demons that are always going to be pretty good that you can always bring back with it. And so Gul'dan was also thing. fucking sick in Arena. Yeah. It's also one of those ones that you want to get. That is one, as with Frostledge Jaina, it's one of those ones that is so frustrating when they get it late in the game, and then, you know, because they have those, it provides you with the, the healing options. Bill's rolling um, his eyes because he's in a whole new world of cards, and it's just so frustrating. No clue. So I just remember that being this period of time where, because I had gone from this period where I felt like I had fucking mastered Arena, and uh, and then, you know, it was, was crazy. Averaging 13 wins. <laughs> averaging 13 wins, motherfuckers. Ask me how. The other card that I felt like that had a huge... Well, there was tons of things that had a huge impact on, like, Arena, and I I don't know as much Bone about Bonestone Bone, bone Mare? Fucking Bone Mare. Yeah. Oh, fucking Bone Mare. podcast after is Bone Mare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to Bonestone. Because bone, bone Mare feels so good to play. It feels... It makes a fun noise. It's it like, makes a... <laughs> oh, it, literally, I have had guys... I, I feel like people have conceded upon the noise. Just the sound of those... <laughs> You know, and then uh, the armor ghostly going. feet. <laughs> yeah, those ghostly uh, hooves clomping towards you. Oh, it's a horse. It's a horse. 
It is a horse, Bill. It is a it is a so horse a that drops a might of kings. Uh, yeah, it's like a five mana seven seven with blessing of kings attached to it. Yes. Blessing Seven of Kings, mana, but it also gets a ton. It's it's really and the blessing, of, yeah, it throws a blessing of Kings onto whatever. The best cards top. in the game are probably Bone Mare, Corridor Creeper, and Patches, mm -hmm. and they're all neutral, so they're in so many decks. So they're in, baby. They're in the game. Corridor Creeper. Corridor Creeper is the one that gets reduced in cost whenever a minion dies. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's the zero mana five five that they for some reason made. And, you know, th these things all go through periods of time. I remember there were a period of time in, in Angoro where Mage had, like, every Mage deck had, like, two Meteors in it, minimum. Mm -hmm. um, but Bone Mare went through a period of time where it seemed like e it was just Bone Mare on Bone Mare action, really, <laughs> in Arena. Zone, baby. Which arena, was still yeah. better than it currently is, which brings me to right now, which is this Arena. I, I don't think Arena's that good. I only played a little of it, and I hated every... Game I played. And I don't know what I'm like wondering. It, it feels different than previous expansions where I felt like, okay, it's like getting thrown off the mechanical bull until you learn how to ride it again. <laughs> arena. And that's part of why you like Arena, is because it's like unexpected. But now it's like, I'm like, what the fuck? Arena is like, uh, feels fucking mean. Like these, these Hunter decks that just, you know, I don't know, just I think wreck it was, my ass. The last time I played Arena and just kind of hated it was, um, well, Ungura had my favorite constructed meta, but I remember kind of hating Arena in Ungura. Yeah. Because it had, I think Mage was the best, and Mage was all about random spells. Mm -hmm. So it just had that feeling of, like, a total slot machine, mm -hmm. where it was like, oh, fuck, the Mage got a Meteor off its babbling book, and yeah, it already had right. two Meteors. Insane in Arena in Ungura. Yeah. Like... yeah. I don't know why I liked that more. I felt like that was like the that was like the Arena. It was at the end of it. At the very end of Angoral, I felt like I was playing the best arena I've ever played. Like I was like consistently. Yeah, maybe there was still more. Yeah, because I just feel like now, based on I haven't even played that much arena, but based on like the five or so runs I've done, it was just the amount of swing cards was too intense. Yeah. So like Bone Mare is a, a crazy swing card. Duskbreaker is a crazy swing card. They're mm -hmm. like cards that, in the right circumstance, if you're or win more, I guess. Yeah, uh, to quote the philosopher Kriparihan, uh, the PJ Lord himself. Yeah, there. So there's just too many cards that, when you're ahead, keep you ahead, and are only good when you're ahead. So it's like if you're behind, you just fucking lose because you have a seven mana five five in your hand. Right. And if you're ahead, you fucking win because you have a seven mana nine nine with four sets of charge on it. I guess it goes back to what is a fun game? What makes playing any game? Fun. Tennis, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, a good question because I'd say a good... It's like a... There's some differential between frustration and satisfaction that when Hearthstone hits, it's a good game. Yeah. And But when it's off, it's the most frustrating game. So if it's like 70% frustration, it's definitely bad. Hearthstone has caused me to be more scared of myself. <laughs> um, because I, 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 like, I, I don't do like violence to other people, ever. I never punch people. I never hit them. Um, but recently, that's why you're a cock dude. <laughs> well, all right, good argument to be made there. But all of our viewers just went, "Yeah, he's a fucking cock." <laughs> viewer. viewers, all of our viewers, <laughs> those who can see with their fucking, you know, Tim internet in the future, eye. Tim in the future, listening to this podcast, just cheered. <laughs> but yeah, that guy's a fucking cock. Who are these guys? <laughs> I have gotten so filled with rage. At these games that I that I feel myself like I can think like one voice in my head says Andy chill the fuck out why are you so mad this game is like so irrelevant and the other part of me is like literally 
I have like punched my iPhone. <laughs> I have punched my iPhone with my knuckles and like hurt my knuckles for like days have been swollen because I hit my iPhone. I got so mad. Wow. I don't hit things. I don't like I don't have to like punt. I'm not like one of those guys who you go to their apartment you find a bunch of like holes in the walls <laughs> and you're like ah uh, well you smoke too many cigarettes and drink too much and are like wow. a scary guy. Yeah. I, I, this is the only thing that brings that out of me and it made you know makes me wonder like what else is possible? <laughs> uh, <laughs> could I finally the earliest sign for the murder in the future? But it does something. Like I'm like, what are those tendrils that can reach inside and make me care enough to, the, to have that feeling? I think it's the idea of someone on the other end feeling superior, mm. and like thus you yeah. feeling inferior to some asshole that's definitely not superior. Yeah. And Thank it's, you. It's whatever person in your head is the most frustrating person to you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's that person, but it's also this fucking invisible ref you. that you feel like is uh, screwing you over. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? I have so many fucking bone mares in this deck. Let me fucking draw a bone mare. <laughs> or just like, you know, any of those modes where you're just like drawing consistent shit. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I know I have like four fireballs and I haven't seen one. And I'm going to go like zero and three without ever drawing Definitely a single fireball. Arena has extra elements of that because you can win the lottery in the draft. Yeah. So like you win the lottery, you get a really great deck. But if your deck has you know six, or your deck has ten cards that cost more than five, and then a really great curve before that. But one game you just draw all ten cards that cost more than five, so you lose. Mm -hmm. Like even though you have a sick fucking deck with all the best one, two, and three drops. I had a game recently where I basically drew perfectly, had a perfect opening in arena, and I just remember it just is frozen in my mind. <laughs> Uh, because I fucked it up. I, like, misplayed very obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I could have just traded in a way that would have saved me a minion. Yeah. And I had such a great opening that it seemed like it didn't matter. Um, and it was one of those feelings like, ah, well, that won't matter. That won't come back to haunt me. <laughs> yeah. And it came back to haunt me so fucking hard so fast. It was, I just, it was just like the swing of the game occurred in, like, the space of, like, that one or two health damage that I didn't have, and I couldn't blame it on anything. And actually, I was less rageful. I was much less rageful because I could p point it at myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but sure. when it's at that invisible referee that is handing me, I'm like, how can this be my RNG? How can that possibly be it, you know, that yeah. I get so angry? And I, I have wondered, and I don't know if you guys know the answer to this question, does, when you start the game... Is there somewhere, does the computer like actually know what the order of all your cards is, or is each draw random from what remains? The computer oh, it must. knows who you are and what you've done, <laughs> uh, and, it, and what your face looks like. Uh -huh, it has a <laughs> list. And, and is currently it. sending it to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Actually, maybe it, I guess it could. Well, this, there's various effects that interact with, like, look at the top three cards of your deck. But I guess it could just randomly generate what those top three cards are. So yeah, I'm actually not sure how the matters. It, it could be either, you know, and it's still the same. I, I think it does. I'm not sure, but I think it does have a list inside oh. of it, a queue of the cards. I guess it ultimately doesn't matter, though, because your interaction with it is the same kind of Right. Could you explain to me, like, through quantum mechanics, whether or not it matters if it's randomly drawn, you know, from what remains, or if it actually somewhere, somewhere, somebody, you know, it's in some server somewhere, it's determined 
of the cards that I drafted, what remains, you know what I mean? It probably does make some difference in the in, way In that, what order they are, like, as it would be in a Magic, like, Magic the Gathering game. Pro- there's probably some difference, though, because if in a deck order at the top, then I guess your chances of evenly drawing cards might be lower, because it'll only be one thing of RNG that's determining, like, the order Everything. of your deck. Whereas if it randomized it every time, the percentages might be slightly more even. Right? Isn't there that hunter card tracking where yeah. they look? It says, "Look at the top three cards of your deck." But it doesn't put them back. Yeah. It, discards. it discards them, so they could still be. It still could be drawing them completely randomly and just saying they're the top three cards. I was always so confused in statistics, yeah. though, about right. how statistics right. actually work. So I don't really know. It's really yeah, but I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that it does determine the deck. Yeah, the order. That makes sense. So, if I was a good enough hacker, I could know, I could hack the system and know... I'm sure if you're a good enough hacker, you could hack the system so that as soon as someone queued into it, they just exploded into one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was a good enough hacker, what I would do is wait, I would wait, wait. I would just, I would set it so it only queues yeah, me up against Crypt, and I can snipe his ass. Oh, yeah, snipe Crypt, dude. You guys... If we're good enough hackers, why aren't we like hacking like a bank or something? <laughs> Hell no, dude. No, I'm hacking it so that right when the game starts, he explodes. <laughs> That's what I want to see. And I'll do but, it again. Yeah, and again. but with enough time for you to emote. <laughs> I want to see the movie Operation Thank Swordfish, you. but it's just about that. <laughs> I am the Neo of Hearthstone. I I can like reach wow. within the game and change anything to God. my will. Do you guys remember that? Do you ever see that movie Swordfish with John Travolta and Halle Berry? Yeah. No. I don't remember that. That movie opens. So Hugh Jackman's a hacker. Yeah. But he's like classic movie oh, yes. hacker, the world's greatest hacker. So everybody's on his D. They need him to hack everything. <laughs> Like, you have to hack the FBI. Yes, the, or I think this is the ultimate ex- example of a movie trying to make hacking cool. Is John Travolta sits him down and puts a gun to his head and he's like, hack into the FBI right now. He's like, oh, we're right now. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, need a little more pressure. And then he calls over a hot girl and has him start sucking his dick. What? He tries to hack. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm going to get killed and someone's sucking my dick. I've got to hack into the FBI. <laughs> and he starts hacking so fast. <laughs> He's just typing so Yeah, bad. he's typing so but he still does it. Wow, well, that it, sounds like some sort of nerd fan fiction for sure. like, that just somehow got turned into no. a I think movie. he might hack in and come and then breathe a sigh of relief because he doesn't die. Wow. <laughs> I didn't wow. die, and also I came. <laughs> Written by John Travolta. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, John Travolta has various fantasies about watching Hugh Jackman get blown. <laughs> <laughs> With a gun to Hugh Jackman's oh, yeah, no, head, I, I would watch him get Welcome to Cuckcast. <laughs> Welcome to Cuckcast. We're calling out the cucks Cuck on this cast. Can we Cuckbone? Cuckbone. Cuckstone? Oh, Cuckstone. You know, I think cuck is a funny word, but I think cuckold is a funnier word. I'm kind of sad that it got reduced cuckold. I think the thing is that that short words just kind of catch on. I mean, cuck sounds way more aggressive, because it's kind of like you're telling someone right. to fuck themselves. There's a cuckold in my household. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that's either your roommate or your Someone spouse. in this household is a cuckold. <laughs> And I need them to come forward. Cuckold was the funniest word, or cuckold was the funniest word there was, I think maybe like a year and a half ago, but now it's probably played out. So there's gotta be a new funniest word. There's a cuckold. The new funniest word is preshy. <laughs> What's preshy? I don't know. Oh, okay. 
I love these new words that come up. I learned fairly recently what a snack was. Oh, I don't know that. You guys don't know what a snack is? No. Well, like, imagine this phrase. Looking like a snack in them jeans. Wait, what'd you say, Tim? Yeah, is it like a little teeny tiny snicker? <laughs> yeah, like a Snickers, or it's like a person you want to fuck. If you were to say like, oh. uh, John looking like a snack in them jeans. Ooh. Like, oh. it's... Or- like, I'm going to consume you sexually. But if you change that to, like, you know, Sarah looking like a snack in them jeans, that sounds kind of predatory. Right. It does, but, oh, but you're a gay guy saying that. Or oh, okay. a woman, so. Oh. That's not our word. Or like, a, <laughs> or, like, a string cheese. Oh, yeah. You're looking like a string cheese in them jeans? No, I just mean that might be a good snack. Oh. You're intentionally misunderstanding. Also, fam. Calling people fam. I've heard that that's I a negative like that. now, right? Like, if you're like, dude looks like fam, it's like, gross? I, I, famine. Yeah. <laughs> dude looks like famine. <laughs> can famine be the new funny word? Can the new funny word be matricide? What's up, famine? <laughs> I just learned, uh, or fairly recently I learned thought. I didn't know what a right. thought was. Yeah. That's a funny sentence. My girlfriend got so mad at me. When I, or not mad at me, but as ang- you know, she doesn't get very angry. Oh, but, your girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she was like, that's a sexist word. Don't say thought. Damn, everyone on this podcast has girlfriends. We're legit as hell. It's crazy. crazy. It's crazy wild, but we're all still single and ready to mingle. That's, yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> that's the two sides of the coin, dude. It's single and girlfriend. Honestly, that's why I play Hearthstone, to have something to do once when Megan breaks up with me for playing so much Hearthstone. <laughs> I'm just preemptively, you know, lay, lay, laying the groundwork for my loneliness. Um, I think Hearthstone actually is a pretty big uh, point of contention in my relationship. And that it actively annoys Allie whenever I'm playing it. And it's, But it seems like from her interactions with, uh, that you know, that I've had with her, she, like, asked me... Stuff about like you know like what good what would be a good Christmas gift to give Case and you just say Hearthstone. Well, and I did legit say like he he would like Hearthstone packs, but she was like into getting you another game. Yeah, yeah I would I would honestly prefer as a Christmas gift like Hearthstone is my own dirty addiction that I'll cover myself. Like I think I'm yeah. Like, don't buy me four more yeah. months on. It's like if I, I'm addicted to crack. Then and if someone gets me crack for Christmas, I'll for sure use it. Yeah. But it's probably like still not a great gift. <laughs> Like, you know how you like crack? Do you want to try heroin? You're like, no, I want to fucking do more. Well, crack. I got you a gift card for heroin, so. <laughs> so. I remember, like, one of the last games I played before I left. Uh huh. You and I were playing Arena together on my account, and we had some plan. We talked about it for the full amount of time. And at the end of the amount of time of the rope, we discovered that we were just going to win. And I was like, okay, cool. We're just going to win. And then I played the cards in a way that... (laughs) It's like a caveman describing memory. (laughs) I played the cards in a way that did not allow me to use my mana correctly. And you were like... Oh, yes, I remember this. And I was like, no! Classic. Yes, I remember. Andy, Classic Andy was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to play these cards. We've got this under control. Andy was like, didn't say anything. I played the cards. And then Andy was like, yeah, I was wondering how you thought you were going to do that. And then I almost uh, jumped out the window because 
<laughs> I remember so, I did not vocalize enough right. the problems I had. I was like, respect Bill like an adult. <laughs> Don't. But I had done talk math to him. Bill? As, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Your math. It was just the math. It was like the math was wrong. It's like you need to play Sorcerer's Apprentice to play all the spells. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, a Bill used to stream very rarely, but had like two or three followers that did tune in, um, <laughs> and well, which I was one. But that was yeah, one of the most frustrating experiences of my life was so watching Bill stream because I would try to give him advice, but it was on a delay. Oh, and, the delay is so long. And I, like Bill was waiting for my advice on occasion, but it was just like the the roads never met on time. So he'd just always be fucking like panicking as the road play, and, and then I he would make the wrong play because he was panicked, and then he'd get my advice in like a minute. No, later. no, no, come on! That's I watched this happen. I would once. make the wrong I play because I'm an idiot. Chat. Were you chatting him? I'd be like, Bill, no, Bill, no. I remember the chat was hilarious. Like seeing like the way like Case like left in spelling errors, you know, when it was like needed to be sent out immediately, but it would still come like a day late. Yeah. And I was always doing it on my phone, which is fucking impossible to type on because the screen's cracked from the years of not getting. No, do not play. Do not play. <laughs> be like, do not plat. Do not plat. Pause. <laughs> I think he wants me to plat here, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, this is a game that I had just before we recorded this podcast. I log in. Oh, sure. There's a, a new brawl. It's the Yog Brawl. So whenever you play a minion, it casts a random spell. Instantly, fucking naturalize my own dude. Opponent draw two, and he goes, "Thank you." <laughs> right out of the gate, that piece of shit. And then you know, I, I start getting down to it. I'm pretty low on health. I draw my Jinyu water speakers. So he's busy emoting thank you again when he thinks he has lethal Jinyu water speaker into kill one a uh, meteor. I meteored his Tarantus. Wait, so how'd you meteor his Tarantus? Wait, you meteored his Tarantus? Oh, it's oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then um, and then he just won. <laughs> oh no! And there's that moment after the game when you're immediately waiting for them to friend you and trash you. <laughs> you're like, is it coming right now, or are they gonna e- emote one last emote or what? I don't think I've gotten a friendly friend request in the last year. Case is right though. If you want friendly friend requests, play garbage decks. Yeah, it's true. Well, speaking of that, I only play with garbage decks, but I only play lately Mage and Druid and Rogue, because they're the only ones that aren't gold for me. Oh, so, like, I'm just trying to polish those off, but they're not my favorite classes. What What is your uh, off-meta Mage deck? Um, I play Fatigue Mage a fair amount. What is Fatigue Mage? You run two Cold Light Oracles, like, and then oh, it's basically... I'm so sick of this. Yeah. Game. It's just a metaphor for my life that I try to, you know, experience daily. Uh, but you just play two Cold Light Oracles and then basically freeze Mage with Jaina. But the new edition of, uh, just for fun, the Dragon Caller card. Um, Alana? Yeah, so, you know, you play, like, five big spells. So yeah. by the end of the game, it usually is summoning at least four dragons. Um, which, in a fatigue game, they're often out of removal for, and then you just Alex their face and kill them. Um, or, alternative plan, you play the cold lights near the end of the game and just finish them off that way. Because so often, Warlock draws through their whole deck, and that's a lot of what you're right. playing against. Or Priest draws through their whole deck, and that's what you're playing against. And how does that perform on the ladder? I'd say, unless I'm playing a really shit deck, it's usually above 50%. 
Hey, wait, Kate, so are you playing that 1-2 uh, whenever you cast a spell, gain armor? No, not in that one, just because... I imagine that would probably be good. Well, it's there's like just not that much room in a lot of those decks, because you need all the removal... And mm -hmm. I have like I did, had two versions of it. One was like the Frost Nova Doomsayer version, and then I tried another one that was instead of that you only played the big spells and that new AOE that uses big spells, uh, the Dragon Dragon's Breath. And they honestly both performed about the same because ultimately they're they're doing the same thing, which is just stalling the game out until the end. But it's a pretty it's like the games are insanely long, and mm -hmm. then you often lose anyway. The first uh, arena game I played in Kobolds and Catacombs, I drafted a few of those little guys, and I thought, based on that you know game alone and that run alone, which was pretty good, that that card must be insane because I had in that deck like a Pyroblast, Meteor you know, flame strike. I had a bunch of shit and I was ending my arena games with that card at like, you know, twenty five health, thirty armor. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed so insane. And never again have I found that card to be really useful at all. Yeah. Like it's it's a little bit of he it, it it seems so good. Like it's a it's a it doesn't have you know, yeah. it's low mana cost for potentially big healing in mage where you don't basically get that. Arena may be less good, but the, I've seen I've seen Strife Crow use it. The, if Strife Crow has a podcast, we're taking that shit down. By the oh way, yeah, fuck you, Strife Crow. <laughs> yeah, Strike. Wait, Strike Pro. Strike Pro. Strike. Strife Pro. Um, we're no. <laughs> coming for your scalp. Oh, here's the thing to do in constructed Psych. currently to feel just to feel good about yourself is play double potion of Polymorph in Mage, uh, which is bad in. 60% of the matchups, but is amazing in the Warlock one, and it is so satisfying to Potion of Polymorph. All of their, the all of their big minions. Oh, they're cube? Yeah, they like get down their Doomsayer, they fucking know they've got you, and then you just Potion of Polymorph their cube. Or you Potion of Polymorph their nine drop. Oh, so uh, there's this new card, it's a 4-6 for 5 mana that eats, so like it destroys a minion, but then its death rattle is summon two your, your own of the minion, minion right? that you destroy. It's a 4-6... That has a death rattle summon two copies of a minion that you just the battle cry is destroy a minion the death rattle is summon two copies of that minion. Oh wow! So yeah. it eats minions and shit. So you played too. you played Doom Guard and you charge them, and then you eat Doom Guard and then you kill your guy and then you charge them again. Wow! Yeah, so it's five damage, eat it, mm -hmm. ten damage. And if you really want, you play Spirit Breaker Umbra and that, and you summon ten or you summon death rattle. four Doom Guards off of one. Yeah, because nice. Umbra's when a death rattle comes into play, its effect triggers. So then you. Oh. But generally, that's overkill. Summon. You don't usually actually. Most decks yeah, don't yeah. run Umbra. And then you've got your fucking. Um, at the end, you you your Gul'dan. Mm -hmm. uh, Bring back a bunch of Doom guards. That's the weird thing about the current meta is the top end of it is like, there's kind of a best version of every archetype. Like the best aggro deck is is Paladin. And the best tempo deck is Rogue. The best combo deck is Priest. And the best control deck is Warlock. So, like, you can't... There's just not a lot of wiggle room. Like, those decks kind of just control each faction of their meta almost entirely. Wait, what's the Rogue deck that's doing well? Uh, tempo Rogue... Well, it's probably either Tempo Rogue or Tempo Priest is the best straight-up Oh, tempo, right, where like, they lead Mid-range Tempo-y deck. Mm. And even, like, Tempo Priest is closer to an actual mid-range deck. Um, the Tempo Rogue one is almost more of an aggro deck. 
But I mean, the the top end of aggro is really paladin, and that's so much more aggressive than uh, rogue. That rogue is probably more tempo-y. So, case did you have any um, interesting games recently? Um. Oh, I've also been playing occasionally <laughs> Fatigue Druid. So you play two copies. What the of, shit is that? You play two copies of Naturalize, and you play two of the Cold Light uh, Murlocs, and then you just play all of the defensive Druid cards. Um, that sounds fun. And also, there's just there's enough priests and enough warlocks that you win a lot of games. And then the a- anti aggro tools for Druid are so good that you often beat uh, Paladin too. So you just like win a surprising amount of games. That's cool. Um. What Bill? are the cold lights? Cold lights are the three banners. <laughs> Jesus Christ, card. Bill. <laughs> See, this Bill, is the kind of shit you don't hear on Value Town. Ali Straza never asked seriously. Chan Man V, what <laughs> is a cold We're never going to fucking take down Tice. Cold right? light <laughs> Oracle. Tice is my man. Is the one that draws. You two cards, but it draws them two yeah. cards. Okay. But so you use it to fatigue them, basically. Okay. So, but the the weird thing about those decks is there's no real thing that keeps you ahead on fatigue. Except well, the naturalized does in the druid. <laughs> but a problem with the uh, mage version is you often are fatiguing yourself at the end of the game too when you play the murloc. So because you've stupidly played played Alunath. for <laughs> no reason, just because you got it in a pack and you want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> And also, the Cold Light guy is just so bad against aggro. Like, there's just no way around how bad it is versus aggro. It just often will kill you in most matchups. So, in summation, Logan Paul, uh, hit, us, cool. hit us up at our email. We're interested in collaborating. Yeah, that's what yeah. <laughs> hit us up for a collab. Come on to the podcast to defend yourself. <laughs> or are you a coward and a cuckold? We're taking the revolutionary stance that making fun of uh, corpses uh, that have committed suicide isn't cool. He's a cuckold, but I chuckled <laughs> in the household. Logan, it was just a prank. We're not angry. Nobody's angry. It's a sick um, prank, dude. The only people we are angry at are the hosts and guests on Value Town. That's Chan Man V, Ali Straza, Jafor Kichan, uh, or Jackie 4chan, however you want to be called. Yeah, um, if you stream or talk about Hearthstone publicly, we're fucking coming for you. That's right. Or we're if you play, Tice, I'm coming to your ass. Even if you're really nice, like Tice seems to be, Tice is so legitimately nice. He yes. like thanks everybody yes. when they enter. I'm like, man, I would totally watch this guy and do. <laughs> but we're gonna take him down, Case. Do not get attacked. Yeah, but yeah. Those Crip Salt videos are gonna become Crip Snuff videos. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> 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 you and your corgi dude. Honestly, I probably should edit this out. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening to the inaugural episode of the Bonestone yeah. Podcast. The we got on the podcast. It's me, Andy Bullduck. Me, Bill. Me, Stern. Bill Stern's friend, Case Blackwell. And me, Bill Stern's friend, Tim. <laughs> yes, Andy, I took your friend. Um, guys, uh, I don't know if we will have these buttons set up yet, but smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, smash that describe button. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to hit lethal on that review that you write. Woo! Write a review. Those reviews and ratings probably will be the... Thing that 
make us more people see it. Mm-hmm. Um, this might seem like four guys that barely know anything about Hearthstone or pop culture, sort of rambling for two hours, but it's it's good. It's so much more. It'll likely be edited down to one. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'll edit this down to one solid hour. Uh, at some point, we'll have a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> and then you can give us money on there if you want to. And we hope that you do. Yeah, guys, this podcast costs $6,000 to produce every week just to pay Bill. Also, legit, right now, if you like sketch comedy, check out www.youtube.com slash cigarette sandwich. We've made 30 sketch videos since uh, we've updated the, our YouTube page, but we can't post them because we might be... Yeah. Um, but thank you guys for listening. You guys are official Bone Stoners if you listened the whole way through. Uh, stone Boners, Bone Stoners, um, and Internet Pedophiles. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Remember, smoke weed and play Jade Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.